Well, my life before Christ, I, I guess it was un, unknown because I was a kid, so I didn't really know anything about it. my dad. You know, he read the, like he read his Bible and stuff, but I mean, and did all his, he did all his, and did all his things, and mom did her stuff, and but you know, I didn't really know anything. Well, growing up was okay. Was was I guess was okay. I got made fun of because of you know my, you know my 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 arm and condition or whatever you want to call it. But I got made fun of and you know at recess and they put me in like what special ed classes because they think I needed it or whatever. But I moved up. But we moved up here to Michigan and. The Tecumseh didn't see that I didn't need special ed classes because they, they didn't see me as a special need student. So I was I got put into regular ed classes and I succeeded at, at those. Um, well, we moved up here in 2001. Trying, you know, I was I, I thought we were coming up here because of my dad's job, but we we found out later that it was to find a church home. And my my mom and dad stumbled upon on the internet Crossroads Community Church in Adrian. And at the time, they were they just started at the Christian Family Center. I started learning from Scott all these things and you know and then I gave my life to Christ at the Christian Family Center you know so I didn't really like to be in front of people um, that's why I'm on the tech team behind the scenes <laughs> so I mean but but I um there's one Sunday at this at the center they were doing a like a spontaneous, like a baptism, but then they switched and did a spontaneous baptism, and that's when I, I just, you know, I got up and I, I did a spontaneous with all my clothes on. I, did, I didn't change or do nothing. My dad baptized me, but my Pete and Scott were, and my mom were all there, and I had to wear like, you know, really tight clothes after, after, because <laughs> I didn't have a, you know, so. <laughs> My parents and I started volunteering here, um, you know, back in, you know, the early, you know, center days. Um, we did the Crossroads Family Carnival. Um, we, um, we did, we volunteered and we did the rock climbing wall. Um, so we helped out with that. Um, and then there was years where um, we did the, um, the Easter egg hunt. I helped out with that. And I, you know, and volunteered for that. I was just a setup kind of person at that time for that. One Saturday night, we were setting up Kid Crossing, you know, in the LC in the LCS um, cafeteria, and there was a guy that just you know was setting up tech, and with with other tech people, and he he said, "Hey, kid, you want to come and you know." You know, help me set up lights. So then I said, okay. So then I told I told my dad, hey, I'll be in the auditorium at LCS, you know, at the center. So then eventually I started, you know, um, volunteering on the tech team and and helping out Pete and all those guys and you know helping set up every Saturday at the center. 
um, I asked Pete, you know, if I could, you know, if he, if I could intern, you know, with him, and then, I, and then I asked him to be my mentor, you know, at Crossroads, and then eventually, in 2000, in 2011, I was hired at Crossroads um, as the pre-K tech director, and then. And then, but now I'm now I am the production technical director here at Crossroads. I've developed a lot of um, friendships um, along the ways here, and I've made new friendship, you know, new friends here that I keep in contact with. Um, even on my team of, of kids or students or um, adults, I made friendships with them, and you know, and I, you know, I, I support them whenever they need to. I take care of them, whatever they need, you know, whatever they're struggling with, you know, and and then it, and then it's kind of like you know. A boomerang. They 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 do the same thing. You know, for me, they they if I'm struggling or I'm in a in a bad mood or whatever, they'll help me with whatever. I've, I've really kind of stepped out of my comfort zone for sure um, here at Crossroads. Um, I was almost like in a shell kind of, you know, and not really talkative to people. And then, you know, Pete kind of helped me break out of my shell um, with doing things that I'm not comfortable with doing, which now I'm okay with doing, you know, um, like doing this right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, what, I, uh, what I can encourage people to do is just, just like, you know, talk to God and see what he has, like see what kind of purpose he has for their life. Along their journey of finding their purpose, see if they can find people, you know, that would help them. Um, find their purpose. I didn't want to be, a, you know, a church person, but you know, but God called me to be in the ministry. I mean, I would either pray, you know, if I didn't really know, or I would, just, I would, or I would just dive in with both feet and say, "Okay, God, like I'm ready. What do you want me to do?" Um, I, to sum it all up, I'd say I was lost. I've always had, I guess, a relationship in a sense to Christ. I went to church as kind of a, a checklist thing. You know, I thought that's what good people did was they went to church. I looked at God as kind of someone of the past. I didn't look at him as doing things in the now. Like I knew he created earth and I knew... Um, you know, of, of all these these characters in the Bible, but like anything that was happening to me in moments throughout my life, I, I don't, not that I can recall ever really looking up and saying, this is God's fault, because I didn't think that he was doing anything in the now, right? I just kind of thought he blessed us with all these things and then he, uh, he disappeared. I had an 
an identity crisis. I, I was adopted by my grandparents. Um, so I, I always, I just tried finding ways to fit in. I felt like I was the oddball out. Um, my grandparents are both white, so me being African American or of brown skin, I guess you could say, I, I just, it just felt odd all the time. You know, them showing up to school to pick me up or do things. I, I was almost embarrassed. I felt like my parents didn't want me. I know my mom, she had a troublesome past. Um, so she just couldn't take care of me. She had me when she was 17. I didn't know who my dad was until I was 16. And to be truth, truthfully honest with you, to this day, I still can't pos positively say that he's my dad. Being a kid, you want a parent to go to a ball game. You want um, you know, them to show up to e even parent-teacher conferences. I didn't have that growing up. So it, it just always felt like I was kind of alone in the world. Um, and I seen other families doing these things and I wanted what they had. I felt like that's what life was supposed to be like, kind of like uh, the Brady Bunch, if you would. So the way that I coped with a lot of that was I found that if I was funny, people didn't pay any attention to any of that. So I, I was a class clown, I made fun of people a lot. Um, and that's how I coped for a while when I was younger. And then I found that um, alcohol and drugs helped me to cope and, and just to basically, same thing, just fit in. Uh, so I, I started drinking fairly young and smoking marijuana. And uh, that, that became really bad uh, throughout middle school and high school. High school, much more worse. What the alcohol led to, I'd, I'd say the Marine Corps, you have this work hard, play harder mentality. So you've probably heard people talk about drink like a sailor. Well, I'd say drink like a Marine. Um, so when I got in the Marine Corps, that was another good way to fit in. You know, we work hard and then we'd go party. And, and I always wanted to be the life of the party because like I said, I, that's the way I fit in. That's the way that I felt like no one really wanted to know the true me. And I carried that for a long time. I just found different ways to cope. And the alcohol led to uh, three DUIs. And I'd say on my third DUI was when I really, really realized I needed Christ. That was, I was already, I already had a relationship with Christ and um, probably been going to Crossroads for about two years. I had gotten baptized, uh, but I was, I think a surface level Christian, right? Like if you didn't know anything was going on in me, if I could smile, if I could, uh, you know, basically hide what, what was going on at night on the weekends and um, the bad things that I was doing, I, I felt okay with that. But when I, when I got that third DUI, I realized that it, it didn't matter about what anybody else saw, it mattered about what God saw and what God knew was going on in my life. Shortly after Thanksgiving of 2018, uh, me and a buddy of mine, we went to Toledo and we were supposed to stay the night there and for some odd reason, kind of the same thing as I said, always fitting in, always feeling like the guy that just, I don't know, I, I always wanted to shine in some way or the other and uh, so I decided I was going to be the one to drive. After already having these two DUIs and not driving for six years, um, after drinking obviously, I... Uh, we were riding back from, from Toledo and I was very, very drunk and I got pulled over doing 86 and a 55 through Blissfield, um, which we don't even speed one mile per hour over in Blissfield. And uh, I remember sitting there in that seat and I looked over at my friend and I said, I'm done, I'm done. And I didn't mean I was done as in like I'm in big trouble. I meant like, 
I was done drinking. And I remember thanking God for that moment because I needed that moment. I could have killed someone that night, um, myself, my buddy, someone else on the road. And uh, I, just, I just felt like that was God showing me that it, being a Christian, being a follower of Christ is much more than the surface level things. It's He wants to dig deep in you. He wants to take a, take all of it, right? I, I never tried giving alcohol or drugs up to God, which kind of sounds silly because we, we want to give everything to God. But at that time, I, I thought, I still had this pride, like I'm going to deal with this on my time. Um, but yeah, I'd say that in that moment, I just realized that he was showing me something. I didn't blame him at all in a bad way because, you know, sometimes we darn it, God. And uh, no, I, I, I truly felt like that was a moment that he was trying to show me something different. And at the time, I didn't know. And just through the process of really handing over all my hurts, habits and hangups to him, I realized that he wants it all. And that's all he was trying to show me. So life, life got a lot better. Um, I, I've, I've learned to be humble, open, and transparent. I, I am not afraid to talk about what, what Christ did in my life, and that has uh, honestly relieved a lot of things in me. Because before I, I wouldn't talk about any of these things. Like I said, I, I just wanted people to think that I was a good Christian because what they saw. Um, but yeah, I, I've just given so much, so much up to Christ that I, I was holding on to. And honestly, by giving up drinking and uh, drugs, I found out that there was a lot of, that I was trying to hide. You know, a lot of things I was trying to run away from. And I thought that once I came to Christ, life would be perfect, you know, rainbows and unicorns and, and everything bad in my life would be removed. But they're, they're all, all the bad things that still come are just opportunities to deepen my relationship with Christ. I would say that, you know, if you're struggling and you're a Christian, you're not alone. Even if you feel like, you know, that, that you're the only one, you're not. So I would say if, if you have someone you can talk to about things, do it. Obviously pray. I mean, praying is praying has helped me a lot through all this. I'd say before, I didn't realize praying was more or less talking to God, right? Like when I'd pray, I would just make requests. And, you know, now I just, when I'm, when I'm having issues, I just, I pray to God and um, just tell him what my issues are, not necessarily asking him to resolve them, just saying, hey, look, I got this on my mind, God, and I just wanted to talk to somebody about it. I talked to you about it. But yeah, I'd say the most important thing is just don't ever feel like you're struggling alone and that becoming a Christ follower life is going to be perfect because it's not. Scripture says that, you know, we run this race with endurance because it's not a it's not a sprint. It's truly a marathon. And, and we, we're going to do this for the rest of our lives till you know, our, we're out of our flesh. Um, but yeah, I, I struggle well now. I still struggle, but I struggle well. Sure, that was for Josh. That's for you, buddy. <laughs> would you yeah, give Josh a warm welcome, would you? He's got quite a story, and uh, I feel like my wife and I have kind of been on the front row, not only watching him and um, doing life with him through small group and various other ways, but uh, in some way, I just uh, kind of feel like he's one of my kids, but in a great way, because I'll tell you, 
what you saw on screen in his video story is a real deal. Josh, um, first welcome. Thank you. But uh, I know you talked about your growing up, your relationship with your mom, your disconnect, not even knowing who your dad was. And um, I know there was a part of that story. You're kind of like me every Sunday when I walk away, I'm like, oh, I wanted to share that. So I know that there was a part of that that you'd like to expound on a little bit. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, yeah, so uh, the, the part with my mom, um, you know, just like I said, she had her troubles when I was growing up and she wasn't quite there, but I mean, I had the opportunity to introduce her to Crossroads. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, participate in her baptism a couple years ago. So it, it's been restoration. It's, there's not resentment there anymore. I mean, she's a focal point in my life now. And, and uh, just, I, I think Crossroads and God for that, because I mean, if I wouldn't have started coming here, I, I never would have tried to introduce her to Christ. And um, it's just been amazing now. I, I love her to death. And uh, the adoption part too, I have two moms now. Could you imagine having two moms, two meals? It's, it's been great. Two moms is a good thing. I've got an adoptive mom at Crossroads after my mom passed. So uh, Ma is home watching, so good morning, Ma, I love you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great thing. Two moms is great. These guys that want multiple wives, when I think of that, I think two mother-in-laws, different. Hope you're not watching mother-in-law, but uh, anyway, whole different story, whole different story. I digress, so uh, anyway. Josh, what, what would you say to those here, those watching online, that uh, are maybe not where you're at today are still in a point where they're trying to hide or cover up or they're ashamed, but deep down they know that they, what they really need is to step out and to get some help like you did. And what, what would you say to them? Well, one, don't give up till the miracle happens. But uh, I would say, yeah, just keep, keep working on your relationship with Christ. That's, that's honestly the most important thing. Uh, pray to him and listen to him. Let, let the Holy Spirit really fill you up because that's where, that's where conviction is going to come from and you have to listen to that voice. You know, sometimes it's hard, um, but I, I, could, I promise you that once you start to take those small steps, don't, I mean, big leaps sometimes, they could be great, but I mean, it, it's just a day at a time, those small steps, listening to the Holy Spirit and just keep working on that relationship with Christ, talking to people. Um, but yeah, I'd say th th there's hope, right? We're, we're uh, as followers of Christ, there's always hope, so. And what about what, about what helped you cross the, the point of shame, if you will, or, because Ben, I can still remember uh, you calling me after that last DUI, and I think, I don't know if it was church or small group that you missed, and you simply said afterwards, hey, I, I gotta tell you what happened to me. So actually it was, um it was serving here on a Sunday, okay. Sunday morning. Uh, I happened to be at Lenaway County Jail, so I didn't make it here to serve. And uh, yeah, that, after that day, I called Pastor Scott and um, you know, I, I did, I felt very shameful what, what had happened because I just didn't know what to do. I mean, we were meeting every week to talk about, you know, just next steps in my relationship with Christ. Um, I was in a small group that I just felt like I had let down. And uh, even my usher greeter team, you know, I thought, man, I, I really let these guys down by not being there on Sunday. Um, but I asked, I, I asked you, um, 
does this, does this at all hinder my relationship with Christ and my journey? And you said, only if you allow it to. And that really opened my eyes because I, I thought that, that DUI is what defined me, is what gave me that shame. Um, and, and after you said that, I just kind of dug in and kept pushing in my relationship with Christ. And i be honest with you, I think that was that defining moment and that, that shame just being shed. And then from there on, anytime I'd have moments like that, um, you know, I, I, in what's called Celebrate Recovery, Absolutely. but, um, you know, I would talk to my small group there, and they're all believers and followers of Christ, and, you know, we just continue to work with each other, you know, iron sharpens iron, so I still, you know, we still have those moments, but it's not something where I wear it on my shoulders every day anymore. Great. That's a huge point. We've all done things. That's not who we are. It's something we've done. In Christ, we're brand new. And uh, all of those things that you have, that I have, that everyone watching or listening has, um, he'll pay for them. He's already paid for them. And uh, he's got a plan and a purpose. So Josh, thanks so, so much for putting your story on video, for sharing it live with us. Man, I just, I appreciate you as a friend, as a co laborer here at Crossroads. Man, that, that smile is infectious, isn't it? That makes me jealous every time I see a guy like this, but I'm just glad to know you, man, and glad you're a part of this family, and uh, thanks for being real, and uh, because that's everybody's welcome at Crossroads as you are, but God loves you too much to leave you that way, so thanks so much. Wow, what a day. You know, it's been a several years since we've done True Crossroads stories, and all I can say is shame on us. Because, man, <laughs> that's better than any of my messages. Any day is to see real people um, with their good, bad, and ugly, and all, and to watch Christ's work in them. So, wow, Travis and Josh, thanks again for sharing. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see stories like this, there's always a part of me that says, but yeah, but I'm not Travis. I mean, I wish I had some of the strengths that Travis has, some of the determination, some of the talent that he has to do technical things. And, uh, or man, I wish I was more like Josh, right? I wish I had his smile. Um, if you're a guy, you might say, man, I wish I had that body, man. That guy is ripped, right? Um, <laughs> Anyway, if you're married, you might say, yeah, honey, I wish you had, it's a whole different deal. (laughs) Anyway, um, I am just so thankful, so grateful to these guys for sharing their story. And you know what's interesting? Every one of us in this room, every one of us watching, everyone that's watching, we've all got a story. And there's good, there's bad, and there's ugly. But when you give that story and give your heart and life to Jesus, um, great things he can make out of death, burials, torture, resurrections is what he can do. So that's a great thing. Listen, I wanted to show you a video right about here. But unfortunately at Crossroads, we have this value that we do things the right way. <laughs> and I know a lot of people don't think of much about copyright and all that. We just, you know, it's kind of the modern way, right? But when we show things, when we do things, we pay licensing for all those things. And uh, I kind of threw this, I found this this week and 
Pete did everything he could to try to get the right rights to it and all that. And at the end of the day, we just couldn't make the connection with whoever owns the rights to this video that was on YouTube, which you can, you can, I can watch YouTube all day at home and so can you. So on our website, on the front page of our website today, you'll find a link. Every one of you live, those of you at home, as soon as we're done here, um, look at that link. It'll also be on the Crossroads web, our Facebook page. So whenever you can, as soon as you can, I want you to do that while what we're doing here is still fresh. It's like a four minute video, so you can handle the length of it. And um, it is so good. We could have showed it live to you in person. We'd have just had to put the black screen for the two and a half minutes I was going to use it for everybody at home. And uh, we, that's not us either, so we didn't do that. So you know how when you had a story or you saw something, you went on a vacation, you did something, you so want everybody else to experience what you experienced, and you try to put it in words, but you just can't do it justice? That's why I'm not going to try. Just watch the video. My wife said, could we reenact it? I said, no, honey, you don't understand. You haven't seen this video. I don't know of anyone that could reproduce that video. So anyway, those of you that have note sheets, those of you at home, flip them over because what I have on the back of your note sheets, it simply says history in the making. History in the making. And here's what a key thought for that. The decisions that you make today, the decisions that I make today, determine the stories that you and I will tell tomorrow. The decisions Travis made in any given day, determined what was going to happen the rest of his life, the stories that he's telling. The story that you heard today from Travis, the story you heard from Josh today is based on decisions that they made previous to that day. We're all embracing the reality that at any given time, we are creating our own life stories. We, every day, we are history in the making history in the making. You today are making history. It's a part of your life story today. And what you do as a result of today is going to write some more history for your life. And the good news is some of us are going to have stories like Travis or Josh. Some of us in this room or watching, you're going to be inspired or challenged or whatever out of today, and you're going to make different decisions today that are going to be a part of your history moving forward. One day, you and I will sit down and we'll kind of share our life story, our history looking back, and some of our lives are going to be different in a great way because of today. You're going to say, wow, I made some new friends. I met Josh. I talked to Travis. I was struggling with something. And because of what I heard today, I made a decision to do something different. And when we fast forward in your life, some of you are going to be in a whole different place in a good way because of today. That is exciting to me. That's exciting to me. Some of you, oddly enough, Five years from now, you might look back and say, wow, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not even proud of where I am. I had an opportunity. I remember hearing those stories and being inspired, and I had good intentions, but I didn't do anything. I kind of stayed stuck. I didn't let someone know I was struggling. I didn't ask for help. I didn't step out and get involved. I had time and talent and resources but I didn't really use them to further God's kingdom and I had intended on doing it. 
and you're not gonna be as proud to tell that story. And I hate that for anyone that's there. But the decision, here's the key, is up to you. You and I can't, none of us, not even God can change yesterday. But what we can change is today. What I can change is the decisions that I'm making today are gonna determine my history tomorrow and what I tell. And the same goes for you. What about you? What about your story? Don't get so stuck with your past that you don't do anything positive moving forward and for the future. When you get to this point, (laughs) there's a point in life that I call a defining moment where you get to a point in life and you say, you know what? Sometimes the best decision you can make is to go and take a step rather than staying where I'm at. You know what I know about life? It's easy to stay where I'm at. It always takes more effort to go somewhere else, to take a step, to make the phone call, to have a conversation with a friend, and letting them know I'm struggling. There's more to this life. I wanna make a difference. What will that take? How can I get involved? It's always easier to stay, but sometimes the best decision is to take a step of faith and bust out of your comfort zone. You heard Travis say that over and over and over and do something because here's what I know is true about me and it's true about you. We've got one life, one. I've got more years probably behind me than I do in front of me because I don't know too many people that'll live to a hundred and something teen years, right? But what I do know is I have one life and I wanna use the rest of it in a way that impacts God's kingdom and other people for all eternity. And yes, that's possible. Here's the hinge pin for today. History in the making. History in the making. Look at that in your mind on the screen. History in the making. But can I tell you what the truth really is about that? And here's where I want you to get today. Not only is it history in the making, but more truthful, it's his story in the making in your life and in mine. It's his story in the making. What will the rest of it be? Because the decisions you're making today are gonna dictate the stories you and I tell in the future. Picture this, an elderly man, an elderly woman. Matter of fact, think of you 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now sitting in an old-fashioned typewriter, typing words. The more words you type, the more you fill a page. Pages then turn into chapters. Chapters end up filling an entire book. Every decision that you and I make, big and small, writes the story of our life. None of us can rewrite the pages we've already filled, no matter how old we are but based on what you and I do with today determines how the last chapters are written. Don't worry about what you can't do. Don't worry about the talent that you don't have, the skills that you don't have. Do what you can do with what God has given you 
because he's not given anyone else exactly the same things. He made you to be unique. Be unique as you write the rest of your story. Here at Crossroads, listen, many ways to get involved. If you love working with kids, there's ways to do that. You love working with students, ways to do that. You love to do behind the scenes like Travis, many things to do that. You love yard work, you can do that. You love to clean. Some people love to clean, just not their own place. Hot diggity dog will help you with that. You love to sing, you're a great musician, great. Whatever it is, take a step of faith today. Let's make a decision today that we'll rewrite chapters moving forward. For those of you that are home watching, for those of you that are in person, you can go on our website. You can go to connectatcrossroads.org. I encourage you to. That's a step of faith, connectatcrossroads.org. There's a communication card there. Fill that out. There's a place to say next steps. How do I get involved? I want more information. I'd love to see what's available. I'd love to see how I can make a difference. Because listen, if you don't see the difference that this church has made, even in the lives of Travis and Josh, then something isn't connecting. And how does that happen? It happens when people use their time, their talents and abilities collectively together. We do our part, you do your part, a little part here, a little part here. They all connect together and God uses it for his life, for his glory because it's history in the making, but it's his story in the making. And I hope all of you that have been a part of Crossroads for years in an active way, just smile a little bit on the inside between you and God, because you've had a part in these men's stories. So thank you for that. Would you bow your heads with me for prayer? Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you and praise you for who you are. God, I thank you so much for Travis, in his story, God, for his journey in life, his journey at crossroads, that this little kid that uh, in the world's eyes was born with some challenges, if you will, some excuses where he could have camped on those and said, wow, I don't have anything to offer, that he's been made fun of as a kid growing up because of what he couldn't do or because he looked different or acted different that God, that through his parents, his mom and dad that love him so much, they challenged him. They stepped out in faith, they got involved. God, I'm so grateful that the Gannons found Crossroads because we're different because of them. And for all the mentors, Pete and many others, God, that have made an impact on Travis, God, this church family would not be the same without him. And God, for Josh, God, the fact that he had many, many reasons to end up in a whole different place in life, to have his history way, way different than where he stands today. God, the fact that he overcame so much of those obstacles, the fact that he served every single one of us in the United States Marines, the fact that he realized his greatest need was Jesus, the fact that he didn't give up when he failed and didn't allow shame to overcome him, but realized that you love him and that you had a purpose and a plan. God, I thank you for their past, but I also thank you in advance of what's gonna happen 
in the days and the weeks and the years ahead because they understand it's not just history in the making, it's his story in the making in their life. For every one of us sitting here or watching online, if you're a follower of Jesus, can I just tell you, God didn't make any junk. He didn't make any mistake that you're not more like somebody else. He just wants you to be you and be okay with being you because he didn't make any junk. He didn't make mistakes. He made you as a -a one-of-a-kind, unique masterpiece. And make no mistake, no matter where you've been, God wants to use you from this day forward to make his name the most famous name in this community and all across the world. He wants to use what talents you have. You say, I don't know what I can do. You can do something. It's not always the big things that everybody gets the spotlight about. Listen, Crossroads wouldn't be Crossroads without the many, many, many people that you'll never maybe know their name or what they do, but we wouldn't be the same body without them. That can be you. There's a place for everyone. Step out today in faith. Go to Connect at Crossroads. Fill that out. Let us take a step. We'll journey with you. Now, for those of you watching online or in person, you've never given your life to Jesus. You're like, wow, I believe in God. If you're not 100% sure, based on what the Bible teaches, that if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven. Can I just tell you, today's your day. It's not about religion. It's about a personal relationship. It's not about being perfect because only Jesus was perfect. It's about trusting in faith, he who was perfect, Jesus, to forgive you of all you've done wrong. And when you do and you invite him into your heart as Lord and Savior, he comes in and he changes everything. He gives you a brand new life. It says, behold, all things are new because he's paid for all the old. He adopts you into his family, never to be unadopted. When God looks at you from that moment on, he doesn't see someone that has done all these wrong things and bad things and things we're ashamed of. He sees perfection because he sees Jesus, his own son, inside. Listen, you can't earn salvation. You can't earn a place in God's family. You can't earn heaven. You simply, it's a gift that you receive that God offers through his son, Jesus. It's the one and the only way. If you want to know for certain you've received that gift right wherever you're at today, make this your prayer inside your heart to God's ears. Say, God, thanks for today. Thanks for these stories. But God, thanks most of all that what these stories have in common is you. It's not just history in the making. It's his story in the lives of these men. They both have in common. They came to a point in their life and they realized they're not perfect. And that because they're not perfect, they don't qualify for heaven. There's only one who qualifies. He's your son, Jesus. The only way to heaven. So right now by faith, God, my trust is in your son, not in my performance. As best I know how, I open up my heart. Jesus, I ask you to come into me. Come into my life. Forgive me of all I've done wrong. Change me from the inside out. Give me that gift of eternal life that I can't earn. And from this day forward, as I'm now your adopted son, your adopted daughter, I want to live for you the rest of my life. You know exactly how many days that is. I don't. But God, today I'm making a decision that I believe will change the rest of my life as I write my life story. Give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said and everybody typed on chat, amen. Amen.